Welcome back to the Smooth Kitty Podcast. I really appreciate you and your willingness to educate yourselves about you and your skin and different products that you are able to use with your specific skin type. Again, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I am always here and I love answering questions no matter how vague or simple they are. Yes, yes, we have moved over officially, well I have, officially to the Boise area. You guys, I'm so happy just because, you know, I'm back in freaking heaven. My husband actually left today to go back to um, eastern Idaho to finish packing up the house. And as soon as our house is closed, then that's when we can move over here officially, like official, officially. And then our house that we are trying to buy over here is the closing date is June 16th or 19th. Not really quite sure. Um, but that's what we're waiting for. And so I live with my parents. <laughs> it's super fun, you guys. I love it. So I'm just upstairs in their little suite by my lonesome. And I wanted to get some work done. Because, you know, I'm a workaholic, especially for my esthetician stuff, my waxing, education, about skincare, you know, all the above. So I'm super happy to be here right now. Um, today I wanted to talk about the different forms of retinol and then the questions that I get as an esthetician. Um, eh, the questions are like, what are the difference between retinoids and retinol? Is synthetic or natural retinoids better for the skin and can you use retinol while you're pregnant? Can retinol cause skin to purge? Like I've gotten so many of those questions and so I wanted to get on here and let you guys know what the different forms of retinol are. So retinol is a very popular ingredient in the skincare industry. Due to its ability to promote collagen production and improve the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, and, and even uneven skin texture. There are several different forms of retinol used in skincare products, including, there are five, so one is retinol palmitate. It is a mild form of retinol that is less irritating to the skin. It is often used in over-the-counter skincare products. Number two, retinol with an O is the most common form of retinoid used in skincare products. It is effective in promoting collagen production and improving the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. Three, retinaldehyde is a slightly stronger form of retinol that is more effective at improving the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. It is often used in prescription strength skincare products. Four, tretinoin. This is a prescription strength retinoid that is more powerful than other forms of retinol. It is effective in treating acne, reducing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, and improving skin texture. And five, we have adapalene. That is another prescription strength retinoid that is often treated, sorry, often used to treat acne. It is less irritating than tretinoin and is also effective in reducing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. It is very important to note that retinoids can be irritating to the skin, especially if you have sensitive skin. It is recommended to start with a low concentration and gradually increase over time. 
It is also important to wear sunscreen during the day when using retinoids as they can make your skin more sensitive to the sun. So you'll have photosensitivity. It is important to wear sunscreen while using retinol because retinoids can make the skin more sensitive to the sun's harmful UV rays. Retinol increases the turnover of skin cells, which can leave the skin more vulnerable to sun damage. Sun damage can lead to premature aging, hyperpigmentation, and even an increased risk of cancer. Moreover, when using retinol, the skin may also experience some temporary irritation or redness, making it more susceptible to sunburn. Therefore, wearing sunscreen with a broad-spectrum SPF of at least 30 is essential when using retinol or any other retinoid. It will help protect the skin from harmful UV rays and prevent any further damage to the skin, allowing the retinol to work effectively without causing any harm to the skin. It's you! Excuse me, guys. Sorry. I, like, had to finish up that sentence because I felt it coming. And I was like, there is no turning back here. So, excuse me. So, I 100% recommend starting on a smaller percentage of retinol because the skin irritation, for one, um, skin damage, and seeing how your skin reacts, and lastly, to optimize results. So... Honestly, retinol is such a potent ingredient. It can cause so much redness, irritation, dryness, and flakiness, especially when you first start using it. Start with a lower concentration that allows your skin to adjust. I actually do have a story about this. Um, My first spa job, I was using a retinol serum, and I didn't tell the client that I was using it mistake number one um and so she comes back and she's like well my skin has been purging like it has been peeling and it's super red and irritable and so she told me that she decided to exfoliate that off you guys that's a double exfoliation she has rubbed her skin raw and so like I did all the like the research for her and I was like I'm so sorry Um, this is my mistake, obviously, but that is a thing. Let everyone know what retinol does before you put it on their skin, because again, people don't know why their skin is peeling and then they'll want to exfoliate it off to, you know, get that skin off faster, but then it's going to just over exfoliate their skin and lead to a compromised barrier. And that leads to avoid skin damage. Overuse or improper use of retinol can lead to skin damage, including skin thinning, increased sun sensitivity, and an increased risk of hyperpigmentation. Starting with a lower concentration and gradually increasing the doses over time can help reduce the risk of these side effects. Next, we want to see how your skin reacts. Everyone's skin is different. Everyone's skin is unique. And some people have a more significant reaction to retinol than others. Again, starting with a lower concentration allows you to test how your skin reacts to the ingredient before committing to a higher concentration. And lastly, we want to optimize the results. Starting with a lower concentration and gradually increasing the doses over time can also help optimize the results of using retinol. It allows your skin to build up tolerance to the ingredient. 
So you can eventually use a higher concentration and experience the maximum benefits of retinol. Again, I'm going to reiterate, starting with a smaller percentage of retinol is recommended to minimize the side effects and allow your skin to adjust the, to the ingredient, gradually leading to optimal results over time. Accutane, also known as isotretinoin, is not a form of retinol, but it is a synthetic form of vitamin A, which is a retinoid. Okay, Retinoids, including retinol and isotretinoin, are derivatives of vitamin A that have been shown to be effective in treating acne. However, isotretinoin is more, much more... Um, potent than retinol and other retinoids, and it is only available by prescription by a dermatologist. It is typically used to treat severe acne that has not responded to other treatments, and it works by reducing the production of oil in the skin and reducing inflammation. While both retinol and isotretinoin are retinoids, they have different mechanisms of action and different levels of potency. Retinol is available over-the-counter, and it is a milder form of vitamin A that can improve the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, and uneven skin texture. On the other hand, isotretinoin is a much stronger medication that is used to treat severe acne and requires close monitoring by a healthcare provider due to potential side effects. And that's why when those people that are on Accutane, they go in monthly for a blood draw and other tests. Again, to make sure there's no side effects. And if you are pregnant, that is a major concern. So let's talk about the different difference between retinoids and retinol. Retinol is a type of retinoid, but not all retinoids are retinol. <laughs> so confusing. I know, guys. Retinoids are a class of chemical compounds that are derived from vitamin A and they are used in the skincare for their ability to promote skin cell turnover, reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, and improve overall skin texture. Retinoids can be classified into two main categories, natural and synthetic. Natural retinoids include retinol, retinaldehyde, and tretinone tretinoin, also known as all-trans retinoic acid or ATRA, while synthetic retinoids include adapalene and tazerac. Retinol is a form of vitamin A that is found in animal-derived foods and is converted by the body into retinoic acid. It is a milder form of retinoid that is often used in over-the-counter skincare products. Retinol needs to undergo several conversions in the skin before it can be converted into the retinoic acid, which is the active form of vitamin A that has anti-aging and anti-acne properties. On the other hand, other retinoids such as tretinoin and adapalene have directly, or sorry, direct activity on the skin and do not require conversion to retinoic acid. These synthetic retinoids are often used in prescription strength skincare products and have been shown to be effective in treating acne, improving skin texture, and reducing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. So which one is better, synthetic or natural retinoids? Both natural and synthetic retinoids have been shown to be effective in improving the appearance of the skin, but the choice between the two depends on the individual skin type, their concerns, and personal preference. Natural retinoids, such as retinol, 
are often milder and more gentle on the skin compared to synthetic retinoids. They are suitable for individuals with sensitive skin or those who are new to using retinoids. Natural retinoids are typically available over-the-counter and they can be found in various skincare products like creams, serums, and oils. On the other hand, synthetic retinoids such as tretinoin and adapalene are typically more potent and can produce faster and more dramatic results compared to natural retinoids. However, they can also cause more skin irritation and dryness, making them unsuitable for individuals with sensitive skin or those who have never tried retinoids before. Synthetic retinoids are typically available by prescription and are used to treat severe acne or aging, like cystic acne. In general, natural retinoids may be a better option for individuals who are new to using retinoids or have sensitive skin. Synthetic retinoids may be more suitable for individuals with more severe skin concerns such as acne or significant signs of aging who are under the supervision of a healthcare provider. Ultimately, the choice is yours between natural and synthetic retinoids. Um, I would also look at your individual skin type, skin concerns, and personal preference. And it's not a bad thing to consult a dermatologist or a healthcare provider for their personalized advice. This question I get very often, um, can you use retinol while you are pregnant? It is generally recommended to avoid using retinol and other retinoids during pregnancy as there is a risk of birth defects when their substances are used in high doses. This is especially true during the first trimester of pregnancy when the baby's organs and tissues are developing rapidly. Retinoids, including retinol, are again vitamin A derivatives that are known to have potential teratogenic, sorry, teratogenic effects, meaning they can cause birth defects or abnormalities in fetal development. There is some evidence to suggest that even small amounts of retinoids applied topically to the skin may be absorbed into the bloodstream and could potentially harm the developing fetus. If you are pregnant or planning to become pregnant, it is always best to speak with your healthcare provider before using any new skincare products, including retinol. Your healthcare provider can, uh, can advise you on which skincare products are safe to use during pregnancy and recommend alternatives to retinol if necessary. It is important to prioritize the health and safety of yourself and your developing baby during this time. So I did talk about skin purging when using retinol. So what is skin purging? When you first start using retinol, you may experience a temporary increase in breakouts, also known as skin purging. This happens because retinol accelerates the skin's natural exfoliation process and increases cell turnover, which can lead to clogged pores being pushed to the surface. Skin purging typically occurs in the first few weeks of using retinol and can last up to six weeks. During this time, it is important to um, realize that you are going to experience an increase in acne, blackheads, whiteheads, maybe a little bit of skin irritation, um, peeling, um, sensitivities. However, the purging should subside as your skin adjusts to the retinol. To minimize the likelihood of experiencing skin purging, it is recommended to start with a lower concentration of retinol and gradually increase it over time. 
You should also avoid using other exfoliating skincare products such as AHAs or BHAs while your skin is adjusting to the retinol. It is important to note that not everyone will experience skin purging when using retinol. If you are concerned about how your skin is reacting to retinol or experiencing severe or persistent breakouts, it is best to consult a dermatologist or healthcare provider for personalized advice. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and go follow me on Instagram at the underscore smooth kitty to gain more education about skin, skincare, and content on waxing. If you have any more questions, please feel free to reach out. See you next time.